Welcome to the Hotel Transylvania. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. Such a lovely place. <laughs> Is that how that goes? It's just the same, <laughs> I don't know. Hi, and welcome to Way Too Seriously, the podcast where we watch kids' movies and take them way too seriously. I'm Paul Moffat. I'm Jan Moffat. And this week we watched and we'll be talking about the 2015 movie Hotel Transylvania 2. Happy Halloween. We're recording this way before Halloween, but we're going to release it on Halloween, so... Yeah. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. We're spooky movie. Hotel Transylvania 2 is a sequel to the very first movie we ever did on this podcast. Isn't that fun? Remember way back then? Way back then. So it is, as you said, a 2015 movie uh, released by uh, Sony Sony Pictures Animation. It stars all the same people as the first movie. So that's Adam Sandler, Andy Samberg, Adam Sandler and Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez, Kevin James, Steve Buscemi. We have uh, Keegan-Michael Key replacing... CeeLo Green as the mummy this time around, so there's a little change. And the addition of Mel Brooks as Vlad, the dad, the granddad. Dracula's dad. Dracula's dad. Dad. Yeah, do you want to talk about what happens in this movie? or do you want Sure. To so we carry on after the last movie. Uh, Dracula's daughter, Mavis, has gotten married to a human, Jonathan. And they, in this movie, have a son, Dennis. And it is unclear whether Dennis will be a human or a vampire. And their arbitrary deadline is imagined that if he doesn't get his fangs by the time he's five, he never will get them and he will be a human. That's a rule that people are aware of, even though vampires and humans haven't had babies together because it was, like, shocking in this movie that they did. Mm-hmm. That's still a rule that everyone knows. Everyone knows that rule. Dracula convinces Mavis and Jonathan to leave so that he can try to encourage Dennis to be more monstrous. And then eventually Dennis does become a vampire. Yep. I mean, I think we'll talk about other plot points as we go forward. The basic plot is, is Dennis going to be a human or a vampire? Is Dracula going to love him even though he's a human? Turns out, no. (laughs) Dracula gets to make an empty gesture saying that he would love him even if he becomes a human, but it is irrelevant because he he is a vampire. vampire. Yep. So is this a good movie? Okay, objectively? Objectively. This is a, as the previous movie, this is at least as good looking as the previous movie. Mm -hmm. In terms of visuals, the character design is fun and it's well animated. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not maybe even slightly better animated than the last one because maybe it's slightly a couple years later and they're better. I will never agree with your thing that you always take as a for granted assumption that animation gets better over time. I just don't think <laughs> that's necessarily true. Well, in this case, it did. <laughs> in this case, it did. Um, other than that, this is not a very good movie. No, like. The plot is very, like, like you just said, it all hinges on, like, is Dennis going to be a vampire? And then he is at the end. Like, what a stupid ending. I'm really mad that he became a vampire. I mean, we just watched it, but I'm like, I'm still kind of mad. Why did, why did they make him become a vampire? 
they had this whole story where they're going to love him anyway. And he's going to, and Dracula learns to love. And even like the granddad learns to love is, it seems like he's going to learn to love a human. And then, Oh, he gets to be a vampire. It's all fine. What? They just remove the source of tension. Instead yeah. of resolving it, they remove it. Yeah. And like, there was this whole tension about they were going to move to California. Mavis, wanted to move there she wanted to you know experience kind of a normal life which is the plot of the last movie and and then like as soon as her son is a vampire well then that all goes away i can just stay here it doesn't matter and she i can live with my him, i can live with my parents forever she says to him at one point i mean we're getting i think into the way too seriously <laughs> yeah. already but it's a complaint about the quality of the movie that the plot the main conflict for the plot is false mm-hmm None of what happens in the movie matters. None of it. Because it's all like, the tension is all around what happens if Dracula's grandson is human. And it turns out, well, he isn't. None of the things they do throughout the movie to try to make him more monstrous do. Mm -hmm. None of them work. None of them unwork either. They don't have any effect on him one way or the other. And... The B-plot of Mavis and Jonathan wanting to move to California just fizzles. Like, they don't, they change their mind for no good reason. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, literally nothing that happened in this movie mattered. Yeah. Also, the first ten minutes are, like, completely unnecessary in terms of story. They show, they have them getting married, and then a year later she's pregnant, and then two years later the kid is two, and then four years later the kid is four, and, like... Why not, going from the end of the last movie, just jump ahead four years and they're married with a kid? We can fill in the blanks really easily yeah. from there. There's absolutely no reason to show any of that stuff at all. So, let's be as objective as we can with highlights of this movie. Mm-hmm. What are the highlights of this movie? It still was funny. It still there was, was a lot of moments to maybe laugh out loud. I'm trying to think of some of them now. There was a... The blobby guy... The, like, green guy who's made of jello, the blob, has a lot of, like, slapstick humor that I found that was laugh out loud funny. There's all the sticks that are going through him. He keeps and getting all the... hit in the face with sticks, but because he's the blob, they just go through him. Yeah, and it's, it's pretty clever. That was genuinely funny. The part where Dracula brushes his teeth and his toothbrush has a big gap in the middle because he's just brushing his fangs. Like, yeah. that was a, just a visual gag that just actually made me laugh. Yeah, and uh, Frankenstein... Frankenstein's monster comes and like tries on Dracula's clothes and it's just this weird moment where suddenly Frankenstein's without a shirt for no reason and Dracula just stares at him and they hold that beat for like way too long but in the in the funny way of like it's just like they just keep holding it and holding it and it makes it funnier. I think in fact that this movie was funnier than the first. Yeah, it had some more laugh out loud moments for Hotel Transylvania. Yeah, I, you. I think you were not actually there when the the Bluetooth joke happened. When he was like, "You need Bluetooth," and then it was like there was a monster who was just like a big Bluetooth. And I don't know. I it's an obvious stupid joke, but it cracked me up. And both the kids were like, had no idea why it was funny. <laughs> or the part, another obvious joke where he's drawing Dracula is like drawing in the style of Picasso and then it zooms out and his model like actually looks yeah. like that. Yeah, that was cute. Another, you know, yeah. a lot of visual gags yes, that exactly. made me laugh. When yeah. it, whereas the first one didn't really have any visual gags mm-hmm. that were that landed as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Lowlights. 
um, everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, like, I... I think... I don't think it was the worst movie at all. Definitely even not the worst movie we've talked about on this particular show. But it just, it wasn't, it was a typical sequel. Yeah. Where, like, they're trying to recreate some of the stuff of the old movie, of the first movie, but they're trying to add some new things, but they also don't really know how to have a plot if the things that are in the last movie have been resolved. And since the first movie was okay but not great, Mm -hmm. what they're trying to recapture isn't even all that great. Yep. Exactly. They come back to the same notes of the first movie, which didn't weren't super successful the first time, and are not have not gotten better because you've added staleness to them. Yeah. Apart from your objective uh, measuring of it, how much did you (laughs) like this movie? Medium amount. I would say less than medium amount. Less than medium amount. Yeah. I watched the first one and I thought. It was pretty okay. I'd watch it again. I'd watch it at Halloween or something. Like, mm-hmm. I had problems, but I kind of enjoyed it. This yep. one, like, please don't make me watch this movie again. Yep. I really did not enjoy the experience of watching it at all. Yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> yeah. In fact, you said a second ago, it's not the worst movie we have watched on this show for our podcast. The worst movie we've watched is Walking with the Dinosaurs 3D. I don't think, I think this is the second worst as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, you may be right. I can't think of another one that I enjoyed as little as I enjoyed this one. You may and be that's right. despite it making me actually laugh out loud more than mm-hmm. the last one did. I think the, I mean, the plot had its issues. I think the way too seriously is the reason why we didn't like it, though. So, so shall we get into the way, way too, too seriously, seriously portion of our show? Let's do that. All right. Okay, so Mavis. So Mavis. Let's Let's... Bring it back to Mavis. The last time we talked about Mavis on the show, we talked about how she had no agency. Guess what, guys? She still doesn't. Possibly she has less than before. Less than before. Johnny and Dracula manipulate her. They take her away from her own child. They say that she is an overparenting, overbearing, over overprotective protective parent. Johnny apparently has no stake in his own son's life. They, yeah, they plot to get, oh, I hate it. I hate it. The two of them go out into the corridor together and make a plan together for how to trick her into doing what they both want, but she doesn't. Yep. How to trick what the end that they both want to stay in Castle Dracula or in Hotel Transylvania together. She wants to go off and live among the humans. uh, Again. Again, exactly like she did in the last movie. And the two of them decide together. That what they want is what's going to happen. But also, at the same time as they manipulate and trick her and she has no agency, it also gets to hit the uh, stereotype of the, you know, ball and chain wife who runs Johnny's life. And he doesn't, he's a man child. Yep. She's, he, he can't tell her what he wants. Nope. Because she's a shrew who orders him around, mm-hmm. and but he is manipulating her with the, her father behind her back because no one can stand up to her, but also they don't respect her. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and I mean, the thing, awful. it also bugged me that they aged the characters from the first movie. Mavis was, didn't she have a birthday in the first movie? I should have looked this up. 
Yeah, it was, was like she, 118. Was she 18? So let's say she's aged five or so years since then with the zero maturity, including having a child, and Johnny, even less maturity. He is the exact same character as he was in the first movie. And I mean, like, I know I maybe shouldn't ask for too much realism in my, vamp, in my you know, whatever. We're, ta- monster, we're, ta- we're taking this too seriously. Yeah. Johnny needs some maturity. He Just does. a bit. Like, he's a father. He's a husband. He he calls her his girlfriend, even though they've been married for five years. Yeah. Like, you do that when you've been married for six months. You don't do that when you've been married for five years. Because you, like, it's like those years, like, didn't exist at all. Yeah, absolutely. Like, if they wanted to do that, they should have had it be some kind of, like, weird mystical pregnancy where she, like, gave birth Two months after they got married. Because you can hand wave that. You can say, oh, didn't you know? Except that they want you to be not sure whether he's a vampire. But, yeah. like, vampire mothers have their babies, after, like, ten minutes after their first kiss. Everyone knows that. And yep. if you told us that, we could say, oh, everyone knows that. Yep. Because they act like that's what happened. Mm-hmm. And it would have saved us the painful montage sequence at the beginning that was unnecessary. And yep. it would have saved us that like... Oh, speaking of infantilizing her, like, he's a man-child and we can go into him in the next breath. But we're still on Mavis. Mm-hmm. The scene where she's at the one of the werewolf kids' birthdays. Yeah. And she, like, plays all the kid games and wrecks the piñata because she's a child. Yeah. What is up with that? It had no, like, it didn't have any significance. It wasn't no. really funny. No. It was just, like... Randomly, she acts like a kid. She's, well, can I really do that? I'm a parent now. And he's like, oh, go nuts. And then she goes, like, wait, overboard nuts and ruins the party. Yeah, exactly. Like. Like, that had, yeah, that was really weird. And like, except what it does is it uh, demeans and infantilizes her mm-hmm. because that's what Dracula wants. And Dracula is played by Adam Sandler, who also wrote the movie, and he wants to be right. Mm. And so he... Uh, infantilizes his daughter. Yeah, if we're gonna, like, move from Mavis to, like, all women in this movie. Let's do that. The little werewolf girl, who, as you said, is played by his Adam Sandler's daughter. I think it's Wanda. Something like that. It's a W. Yeah. It's a W name. It's a W name. I could look it up, but I'm not going to. She is... No, has no personality besides licking and attacking little Dennis and like keeps talking about Zing, which was the first movie's whole thing about, you know, you're in love at first sight, it's Zing. <sighs> and so like these five-year-olds, these four-year-olds. They're literally are like, five, yeah. Yeah, are like, we had, they have to be in love and like kiss each other all the time. And like she is his, like... I'm not. I'll, I won't be surprised if in Hotel Transylvania three, little Dennis is grown up and married to this werewolf because that's the pairing that has to happen forever because they are children together. It's it's super weird. It's, it's like gross. it's gross and it's like and she is completely a reward for when he becomes a vampire. Like she is his reward, and yeah. they are five. Yeah. It is. Ugh. It would be really gross if they were sixteen, eighteen, twenty five. Mm-hmm. But it's a whole extra level of gross that they're five, that she is the, like, um, 
gross misogynistic trope of the incredibly sexually forward woman who removes any fear of rejection from the man, from the male character. So he doesn't have to make himself vulnerable because the female character is throwing herself at him. Mm -hmm. Literally. Literally. Except that they're five. So she like, the trope is a ridiculously sexually aggressive woman, except that she, She's five, so it's like she's licking him as a dog, but like it's, it's weird and yeah, and not it's good. It's horrible. Yeah. Um, and then we have the wolf mother, played by Molly Shannon. They're not quite as bad this time around. Like we had some serious complaints last time about how he was henpecked and she did all the work. And I guess she is still doing that in this movie. She's but it still was pregnant a little... all the time. Is she? Okay. She's still pregnant and they have 300 kids, kids now. Yeah. But yeah, they're a uh, low bar, but it was better than last time in terms yeah. of them. Yeah. She still had like maybe one line. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly exactly. small amount of lines for it. Yeah. You know, there definitely is like, there's the main character, the main monsters, and their wives. Yeah. None of the main monsters could possibly be women. Like, that's just... it's. Uh, you could so, have changed that for the second movie. You could have added some female monsters for the second movie, and you sure didn't. And I'm going to complain, while we're complaining about uh, the female characters in this movie, there's two more that I think are worth us uh, spending some time looking at and complaining about. Two more who don't have names or personalities or even lines, and one of them doesn't exist, um, <laughs> which is the mummy woman. Mm-hmm. And my complaint about her is I said that the character design is good in this movie. The mummy is uh, idiosyncratic character design. He's all round looking and mm-hmm. he's, you know, but uh, the female mummy is just a curvy woman mm-hmm. drawn with bandages on her. Yeah. Like, she has no idiosyncratic, idiosyncrasy in her character design at all. Absolutely. There are she's, two she's, models. She's Cleopatra wrapped in, wrapped in bandages. Exactly. There are two models of female bodies in this movie. One is the one that's shared by the mummy and Mavis, basically, which is... Uh, skinny, curvy skinny, Barbie. Skinny, curvy Barbie. And the other is the one shared by, Frank, by uh, Mrs. Frankenstein... And Dracula when he's dressed up as a nurse, which is ridiculously, like, big boobs, big butt. Yeah. Those are the only ways that... Oh, and pregnant. Um, Johnny's mother. Oh, you're right. Is maybe slightly different. She's neither of those things. Okay. Well, there were two characters. (laughs) Maybe not every female character. Yeah, but there were some... Yeah, there are some issues with that. Those two character designs showed up. Twice, both mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. And like, ugh. Yeah. Johnny's parents were fine. Yeah. Speaking of Dracula dressing up, that's some like transphobia right there. Is like, that's played entirely for laughs. This yeah. like, that Dracula dresses up as the hot nurse and the mummy tries to kiss him and ha- uh, the zombie tries to kiss him and ha ha, it's a man in disguise. Uh-huh. It's horrible horrifying that he would try to that he would treat dracula who is a person with agency like he was just a sexual object like a woman was would be mm-hmm. and also it's hilarious gay panic yep. and also it's hilarious isn't it so funny that dracula is dressed up like a woman because dressing 
as the wrong gender is hilarious. Yep. I'm like, oh, could you? Oh, my goodness. Well, I said we would get to back to Johnny. Can, John, we, Johnny? can we get to Johnny a little bit and talk about maybe I don't. We already mentioned it a little yeah, bit, but yeah. he is a man child. Mm-hmm. This is a trope, right? The man yeah. is a bumbling fool man child who like, oh, well, honey, I don't know what to do. Yeah. He can't take care of his child. He can't do his job. Like his job in the hotel is bringing more right. humans, but he's kind of like sucky bumbling and sucky, yeah. sucky at it. He, and why, and that's a trope that competent women and incompetent men, mm-hmm. right? If you don't think about it at all, that is a trope that seems like, and sometimes it gets described as a trope that uh, is diminishing and insulting to men. And partly it is, but the reason that trope exists so much is because of a patriarchal assumption that men are more valuable than women. Mm -hmm. So in order for a man to have a woman, he just has to exist. But in order for a woman to earn a man, she has to be competent and intelligent and sexy and, mm-hmm. right? That's why that trope exists. Yeah. That's why you get any number of, we could name literally hundreds every if we decided sit- every to. Every sitcom ever. You know, uh, I think uh, some cartoon or sitcom once was like, oh, it's a, made a, a joke about there's someone, um, a man and an un expectedly attract attractive wife and they like ran through like is it fred and wilma or homer and marge or peter griffin and lois or like i can't yeah. remember which where i saw that joke but it was at least 15 years ago mm-hmm. that someone was pointing out that trope and making fun of it while at the same time using it mm-hmm. whichever show it was was a show where like we fit this stereotype too and we're going to continue to fit this stereotype we just noticed that other people do and that is about men being more valuable than women mm. because you can be a incompetent, uh, bumbling child slob because when you're a man because society isn't asking anything of you. Now, having said that, I started by saying it's not. It's can seem like a trope that diminishes men if you don't think too hard about it, but it also is a trope that diminishes men if you think hard enough about it. You can go mm-hmm. all the way through and say it's caused by patriarchy, but yes, in fact, it does diminish men. Mm-hmm. That treating men as if they don't... This trope of not requiring or asking anything of men yeah. is harmful to men. And the, it often gets described as if they treat men like they're idiots and incompetent. No, no, no. They treat men... Like, they only need to be idiots and incompetent, right? It's They're not treating men like they have no ability. Mm-hmm. They're not asking anything of men. And that is harmful to both men and women, but the root of it is overvaluing men, not undervaluing men. Hmm. That is so true. You yeah. had that rant in your head for a long <laughs> time. I did. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm glad you got to say it. <laughs> Thank you. This is the show where I get to say rants that I have had in my head for a long time. Have I mentioned Clifford from the Muppets? <laughs> <laughs> that was so many episodes ago, Paul. Okay. Have we dealt with... I mean, we could go on and on and on. We could. But have we dealt with sex and gender uh, to yes. your satisfaction mm, at this moment? Mostly. Is there anything else you want to... Yeah. 
there is the the little moment of when uh, it's a boy mm-hmm. in the hospital, oh. and mm-hmm. I feel like it's like it's extra good that it's a boy. Dracula says, "Oh, it can continue on the Dracula line." Yeah, like women, like like his own daughter can't. Oh, that makes me crazy. Yeah, and like, I mean. It doesn't make any logical sense, because if the Dracula line can only be continued by a man-child, sorry, it's already done. Yep. Right? Yeah, you just had a daughter, Dracula. That's your grandson, not your son. He's the Jonathan line, if that's how you want to reckon things. Yep. Oh, but they have to say that, because it has to make, it has to be clear, boys are more valuable than girls. Yep. Oh, and... Everything we said in movie one about how Dracula is uh, treats Mavis, his daughter, like a possession mm-hmm. and like a sexual possession. So he is jealous of her husband, of her boyfriend. Yeah. That continues in this. Yeah. And like, it also like, as a parent, he gives them no space whatsoever. Like they're, they live in this castle and he just like keeps taking over the raising of their son. Like barging in, and in and their wedding, he in. like prevents them from kissing in the wedding because yeah, a and little kiss. And that, he sings a song about how she, he, she's Johnny's girl now, but he's she's also Daddy's girl. Now that you're Johnny's girl, Johnny's girl, and kind of Daddy's too. Your mom. Guess what? She's neither. Yeah. She's her own girl. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. What we said in the last movie about transferring ownership from him to her, yeah. from Dracula to Johnny. That, that completely happens. Completely happens yeah. and is made text again in this movie. Yeah. And then just added to, I said this in the last movie, but I have to say it again, that, uh, and for anyone out there who's a father, check yourself about this before you wreck yourself, the way you talk about your mm-hmm. daughter. That is about a... Uh, completely inappropriate and creepy sexual possession of your daughter. Mm-hmm. That, like, don't dare you dare kiss another boy. Why? Because you want to be con- in control of your daughter's sexuality? That's about possession of her sexuality. Is that something that is that seems to you like an okay thing? Yep. Because it's not. All those shotgun jokes, that's what that's about. Do you really want to be that person? I don't think so. You give her her own damn shotgun. Yeah. Anyway, I don't. <laughs> We're getting so off topic. <laughs> We're getting so off topic. Like, I'm gee, sorry, dear listeners. For I wonder. I wonder. You. I wonder if we have two daughters and feel a little strongly about this kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, we do. I'm sure all our listeners are already on like. Yeah, they're exactly. smarter than average people. Exactly. Or they wouldn't be listening to us. Um, <laughs> they're you're all smart and uh, thoughtful and careful people, and you're not. Uh, I'm ranting not to any of our listeners, I am sure. But it's a thing. It's a thing. We would love to talk to you about it. Let us know your thoughts on this. So, the main metaphor or yeah. in this movie, again, just as in the first movie, it's about interracial marriage, weirdly. Like, that yeah. is still a hot topic in 2015 for mm-hmm. some reason it really is that they i guess it is yeah it totally is they feel like they are you know making a bold progressive stance by being in favor of of inter 
It's interracial marriage or gay marriage. Or gay marriage. Because the there's definitely the Dracula being like, oh, your grandfather, he's old-fashioned. I don't know if he'll think anything of... I guess that could be interracial marriage, I think too. It's, I mean, like, I think that they are pushing the interracial marriage uh, a lot harder than gay marriage. They would mm-hmm. be smarter, I think, to... But it's a harder metaphor to land because it, is. it still is a straight yeah, couple. Yeah, very much is a straight couple. Yep. But like they call when he goes when they go to California, uh, Johnny's mother says like there are other mixed couples mm. in the neighborhood. Yeah, which is and like that uh, so much unhappy about that. But let me back up to what I was going to say that the main one of the main metaphors as that plays out is so. The child, Dennis, has this mixed heritage, mm-hmm. and the metaphor falls apart quickly. But no one's sure which of the two he'll end up being. It's impossible to actually be mixed. You end up being one or the other. Yes. And there's a point in the movie where Dennis says, are we leaving Castle Dracula? Ted says to his mother, are we leaving, I keep calling it Castle Dracula, are we leaving ho- the hotel because I'm not a monster? To California. Mommy, are we going away? He buys. I'm not a monster. What? <laughs> no, Dennis, of course not. It's it's just... He's sad. Like, are you making me leave my home because I'm not what you want me to be? Mm-hmm. And she says, no, of course not. And the movie doesn't seem to notice that that would also, that would be a bad thing. She's the voice yeah. of like, don't you love my son no matter what? But... The movie doesn't seem to notice that her dis- her uprooting him from where he's happy being because he isn't who she wants him to be in that place is exactly as much. But anyway, no, of course not. Then he gets his fangs and becomes a vampire mm-hmm. and they don't leave. Yep. So, yes, of course it was. Yeah. Like he, Den- the five-year-old knows it. Mm-hmm. The audience knows it. Why put in her mouth? Why put that scene? Are you making me leave my home because I'm not a vampire? Mm-hmm. No, of course not. Oh, hey, you're a vampire. We can stay here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, like, the message of the mo- the theme of the movie wants to be about uh, loving him no matter what he is. And that's maybe where there's a uh, queer metaphor. Yeah. Because it's like, love him no matter who he turns out to be. But it also backs away from that so incredibly hard by making it, oh, but by the way, he turns out to be exactly who everybody in the movie, literally everybody wants him to be a monster, except Mm -hmm. the parents, Johnny's parents, who keep talking about how they want him to be normal and wouldn't it be great if he was normal instead of these freaky weirdos. Yeah. And by the way, also the movie doesn't really care like that they do that. They don't ever, that never gets addressed. No. But everyone else in the movie, both his parents do want him to be a monster and monster is, if this is a, a gay marriage metaphor, Monsters are the straight people, despite mm-hmm. the fact that in the first movie, monsters are in the closet. Yeah. In this movie, him growing up to be a monster is him growing up to be the socially mandated role. Yeah. Right? It's weird. 
So he, and he does. Mm-hmm. He absolutely does. <sighs> this movie is weird and like just, it does not know what it's saying. I no. Think, at all. No. Yep. I think we've said a lot. I think we've said a lot. We could say more, but maybe we've said enough. I think we maybe said enough. Okay. Um, how many Jans out of ten do you give this movie? <laughs> that is not our rating system. <laughs> Remember when we did Hotel Transylvania 1, we had a rating system. Yeah, I hated that rating system, and it's so glad it's over. I'm so glad it's over, you guys. Is it good? No. Is it seriously good? No. Nope, it is not. It is seriously bad. It is bad and seriously bad. It is bad, and it is seriously terrible. Yeah. Right? Yep. It's not terrible, it's just bad, but it's seriously terrible. Happy Halloween. Happy Here's, Halloween. This was a terrible movie. If you're going to watch a better one, try Paranorman. Maybe yeah, we'll do that. Next. Maybe we'll do that also in this Halloween season. We It's maybe a little scary for our kids, so we might just watch it on our own and then talk about it. Yeah. Our kids liked this movie. Mm-hmm. They thought it was really funny and they really liked it. And yeah. they went off pretending to be monsters afterwards. There you go. So we're gonna blah, have, blah, blah. we are going to honestly have to have a talk with them about the terrible things in this movie <laughs> because like we need to talk it over. Yeah. Quite possibly. Anyway. They don't absorb these messages like we do. No. They do though. It's the background radiation of being a woman. The problem is kids do absorb yeah. these messages if you don't address them. Yep. So this <laughs> Wow, we've gone really way too serious in this one. Yeah. <laughs> this is our, like, all of our parenting philosophies just laid bare for the world. Okay, well, oh, yeah, I guess if you want to get in contact with us, there's ways to do that. You can so, find us on Twitter at WTSCast. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash WTSCast. You could email us, waytoseriouslycast at gmail.com. And you can support us on Patreon if you like what we do. Please support us. Patreon.com slash clockworkscast. All right. I've been Paul Moffat. I've been Jan Moffat. Don't be too scary. Oh, I know this is like, we've already done everything. What is up with vampires are Russian? Because Americans aren't monstrous. That's all. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs>